welcome to the Retro Blood. Welcome back, everybody, to the Retro Blood. As we start off a brand new month here in the month of February, talking all about 1980s vampires. Yes, the blood-sucking, romantic, devilish demons. We're going to be talking about that all month here on the Retro Blood. And we are starting off with a very unique review here on the Retro Blood, something that we have not done before. And I'm actually extremely excited about this review because this is one of my favorite vampire uh, style movies and one of my favorite vampire stories with the big rich history behind it. And that is our boy, the the Dampier himself, the man with a talking hand for some reason, the, the man who is a vampire hunter, a vampire killer, and he may or may not, compare this movie, have some noble blood in him of the highest region. Yes, everybody, we are doing the animation OEV film made in 1985, and that is Vampire Hunter D. Jay Allison, James Klein, what's happening, Allison? How do you feel about this Vampire Month? I think we're starting off this month super hot. Man, I'm excited about this month, especially after last month. I'm really excited about this month. I'm just excited for it not to be last month. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I figured we figured, you rough. know, what's better for Halloween than I mean, Halloween for them for Valentine's yeah. Day than vampires, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, we when we were coming up with a uh, theme for this month, you know, I was thinking cuz we we've done all the um Valentine's Day horror movies. We have them in the archives everybody like My Bloody Valentine and stuff like that. But I was thinking, you know, what is what is a very romantic you know, style character who's also very dark and mysterious, and that's that, of course, vampires. And yeah. you know, there's no shortage of vampire films within the 1980s. Um, you know, some of them probably not gonna be that good, and then some of them are gonna be pretty good. Uh, we have done some vampire films before, we actually did a uh, mm. Universal Monster Month. Um, a couple years back, where we actually did The Lost Boys. Everybody check that out. That's another favorite of mine when it comes to vampires. But um, so this one right here is very interesting. And before I go on a, a long uh, detail experience of how, with my vast history of Vampire Hunter D, I just want to ask you, Allison, have you ever seen this before until now? Were you aware of this? I have. Or? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have seen it, but I don't. Rem- I didn't really remember anything about it. Um, so you have a history with this movie. I, I kind of have a history of anime from this period, so um, which I could talk about a little bit because this is uh, this came out in 1985. Um, so this is a pretty early what they called an OVA, which yes. stands for Original Video Animation. So it was made for VHS. It was not made for TV, and it was not made for movie theaters. Um, so it was made to be released on VHS at the time, um, which was kind of became kind of a popular way of releasing animated video that wasn't that was a little bit higher quality than TV, but not as high quality as a movie theater anime would be. Um, so you know, like most people. Um, like what we know of is anime. I guess I kind of discovered that like in the nineties, um, you know, late nineties, mid nineties. No, well, no, no, definitely early nineties. Um, cause I can remember, um, 
um, getting magazines like, you know, print magazines about anime and they would have ads um, from companies like Streamline Pictures and you could order things like Vampire Hunter D on VHS. But it but a single VHS tape, anime tape was like $50. Yeah. Like I can remember saving up $50 and buying a cure on VHS. Um so um yeah, I mean I've always kind of liked anime. Like I would consider myself I wouldn't consider myself an anime fan because the vast majority of it I don't like, but I do like a lot of it and like a lot of like the animated shows I watched growing up were an- anime shows I just didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Um you know, like um Voltron and things like that, um Transformers. And they've animated, and, and you know, the company that animated this has animated a lot of American uh, animation as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this is like an early, um, an early adult, if you will, yeah. anime. It's actually one of the um, first, pretty much. Um, it's actually one, one of the first, yes. yeah, one of the first actual anime to be marketed towards um, older adults compared to kids, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, you know, when we get into the who booked this shit, like I, I have a, there's a lot of detail, you know, I'm not going to get into every little thing, you know, we only have so much time here on the retro, but, um, but there, the the actual like style of the, this, this film, like not only is it Mm -hmm. categorized as like so much stuff like science fiction, like Gothic, like romantic vampire, like that stuff was semi like what's weird about this film is that style would actually become more prevalent in the 2000s, okay? More than it was right yeah. now in 1985. So we still had the, you know, vampires have always been popular, you know, since they ever, you know, since all, some of the early Universal monster movies came out and everything. You know, we had the Bram Stoker's Dracula book and everything. So yeah, pretty yeah, much exactly. almost every decade we would talk about, there is going to be some, you know, vampire love. But which was neat about Vampire Hunter D is where they brought more of the uh, more of the mystique of the um, the romantic st- mm-hmm. vampire and how he couldn't, you know, he he wanted to be a nice guy. I'm talking about D. He wanted to be right. like you know like a nice vampire to do nice things, but he 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 was kind of torn between the human life and his and his vampire life. And, you know, we would see that later on in a lot of things. You know, obviously Castlevania would be one of them when we saw Alucard. And, of course, we would also see mm-hmm. that with uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. He was a little bit like that, too, even though he's a little bit more evil. And, of course, we would obviously see that in a, uh, J- Allison's favorite movie, those Twilight movies. We would see those in there, too. Yes, so, absolutely. Which yeah, is, uh, sure. But, you know, like this is I think this is like one of the first films to actually like bring that to light. Of like how like a vampire who's actually trying to be nice is um, you know trying to um, you know not fully go to one side like he's he's kind of torn between his human life and his vampire life and I, I I'm kind of I didn't get the chance to look this up even though I'm curious now I'm I'm wondering too like was this the first like you know notion of them being like a half breed because. Most of the vampire films I watch, there's nothing that, that says anything like that. Like, there's no like vampire, you know, just they're just straight vampires, you know. So, um, no, 
it's not the first yeah so like they didn't originate this concept um that came from it's it's more like eastern european um mythology i guess you could say yeah um like where uh you know where the vampire came from um but yeah i don't believe that you know this this was definitely like um definitely an an older concept um you know it goes all the way back to albania like you know those those uh um, eastern european countries but it's like a like a a human like human vampire hybrid as a a dampier yeah um yeah so yeah it's just very interesting that like like how they portrayed it on this anime too um, but before we get into some of the uh, the you know who booked this shit or some of the the um, history when it comes to the metal and the pro wrestling, uh, I do want just want to share my story of Vampire Hunter D. Um, oh yeah, sure. So so obviously you know this one came out in 1985 and it came out December 22nd I believe 1985. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know in shoot life I was just a little kid, right? Just a couple months old. Yeah. Um, so I did actually, and it actually, to, to tell you the truth, it didn't actually get um, imported to to America in in English, like dubbed, until about yeah. 1992. So even if right. even if we were rocking in the 80s, but if we wanted to watch this, it had to be in Japanese, and uh, you know, that might be a little hard for us. I might have to get a, a translator <laughs> to to tell us what's going on. Um, but so I remember watching. I, I don't remember the exact point I watched Vampire D, but I think it was towards like 95 or 96. My brother started to get really into like anime, all right? Mm-hmm. And he would, uh, you know, show me different animes. And I, I remember my first encounter, though, with like vampires was playing um, Super Castlevania, right. right, for the Super Nintendo. I love that game. I played it all the time. And of course, you know, Castlevania has like Dracula and all. You know, Castlevania and Vampire D very similar. All right. When it comes to the, you know, we're, we're, we're fighting we're fighting a vampire and the vampire has a bunch of minions. They're like demon creatures and mutants creatures as well, too. Um, they're similar and they're, they're vastly different if you, you know, if you actually read the Vampire or D manga. But I remember seeing that, you know, playing that video game and loving it. And I believe during this time, it was either the sci-fi channel or what would become the sci-fi channel. They had okay. like, this is before like Toonami and all that shit, you know, when they would play a bunch of stuff. It was a block, like it was like, very late at night. Like it had to be like around like 11 to like maybe 2 a.m. They would show like old animes from the 80s and shit or, you know, 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. I, and... I remember recording it on the VCR, brother, overnight, the, the catch-up of them. And they would have stuff like um, Galaxy Express. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Galaxy Express would be on there. Um, you know, maybe some... They had, you know, they they, they showed, like, Evangelion on there, um, I believe. But I remember watching this one, Vampire Hunter D, from that, um, that channel was. And... I remember the beginning scene where you see the the the, the castle and the blood moon behind it. I yeah. vividly remember that in my brain. And I remember 
you know, when our, our boy uh, Count Marcus, all right, over here, he, uh, I remember when he popped up with his fangs and I was just burnt into my head as a youngster because I fell in love with the whole movie, the whole concept, the whole vampire lore and of it. And it became right then and there one of my favorite, like, you know, anime movies. Like anytime anybody like brings up, oh, I seen this anime, I seen this anime, I always bring up Vampire Hunter D because, you know, I think it's a very cool, like, it's just a really cool story. You know, it's like a really cool fantasy, gothic, dark story. You know, that to, to, when I was doing some my research, it was kind of like new for the time. You know, it's kind of like almost ahead of its time. Uh, when it comes to the actual like oh, yeah. concept of, the, of how they, they, they filmed it and stuff. Because, you know, we had stuff in, in, when I was doing some of the research. You know, you had like Gundam was like popular. You know what I mean? Which is a great show. Yes. You had like Macross is popular. You know, this is a couple years before Dragon Ball would come out and stuff. You know, this is more stuff that you can like market, you know, towards kids. And, you know, I would say they're all family friendly and stuff, you know. But, you know, they're a little bit more, you know normal you know goofy you know good ideas and stuff but then you get this you know what i mean this is like bro this and this one was wild too man because like i mean i don't know what they were dressing but like these girls i mean this girl what she would just i mean we're just showing panties you know what i mean <laughs> that's just what we're doing here okay like this guy was like mixing like the 80s you know rock and roll style with it and just like this like mixture between like science fiction which is really popular in the 80s you know what i mean because you yeah. know star wars mm-hmm. and you know we talked about that stuff stuff on here big science fiction you know you know obviously it's a, a time for like merchandising and stuff is big in the 80s as well too you know same thing within japan um and then you know got the vampire lore on there too so i just think it's like a perfect mixture of like a lot of like different elements that this film like kind of possesses with a really interesting period, like 1985, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like a, it's kind of a cool, cool little concept there, but yeah, I mean, I always, you know, I just remember seeing it as a, as a youngster and, you know, I just fell in love with this movie. And of course, when the, um, its sequel came out, Bloodlust, uh, that came out more towards the 2000, 2001s. I mean, when it comes to the animation on Bloodlust, I mean, it is vastly different than what you're going to be watching on this movie. I mean, it's like night and day. Oh, yeah. Like, Bloodlust is pretty much, like, Bloodlust looks better to me, animated, than the the newer Castlevanias that came out on Netflix. And if you watch Bloodlust, like, this thing was made around 2000, 2001. I mean, you can tell that the newer Castlevanias off Netflix, I mean, they had to rip off, like, like half the stuff that this Vampire Hunter D um, movie did. Um but, you know, really quick, you know, I haven't read, like, all of the mangas before, but I do know a little bit about, like, the side history, and I'll add that in um, as we're doing the review and stuff, because, you know, the, the movie that we're doing, this just this one, this one is, you know, there's many books. I think there's about, like, 12 books, maybe? There might be, there might be less. Uh, but this story only, this story only kind of, like, covers, like, the first one or two, you know, when it comes to the book. So we don't get it too much about the lore, but there's a shit ton of, like, there's like a big whole universe when it comes to like the vampire hunter D and stuff, which is pretty crazy. So. Yeah. So what I read was that, so they were before, so there are some vampire hunter D manga, but they, before that they were created as light novels, which are like illustrated young adult books kind of, mm-hmm. but they were geared toward like older teenagers and 20 year olds, like people in their twenties or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
So, so they, um, they would, there's like, I had read somewhere there's like 40 of them altogether. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So there's quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. I knew there was a lot. And then they do, they did make it into um, a bigger like book form. Kind of like they do with like different animes where they'll have like a big book and have like half the chapters in it, like one through right. 10 or whatever. So, um, but you know, so I, I'm like you also a little bit, I'm not the biggest anime fan, you know, also like. I don't love like every little thing that anime like punches out at me. Like I don't even remember yeah. watching like a newer anime. Like the the only anime I follow, and I'm pretty sure I talked about this a little bit on the podcast before. But the only anime I pretty much ever follow, and I did watch all of the uh, new remakes of the TV show, was Roroni Kenshin. Like that would probably yeah, but that's be... not even new though. Yeah, yeah, that's not new at all. But they did make a uh, they they did like they do like a redo. Of the TV show that recently aired, all right. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's on a uh, uh, like Crunchyroll. Is that what it is? Oh wow! Yeah, it's on yeah, there. So maybe I'll check that out. Cause you should. It's they, good. Uh, I guess it's like so they just re like they like they're doing all those shows that had a lot of filler. I guess they're uh, reanimating it so that it's more yes yes uh, true to what the manga was. Yes. So pretty much this is you know obviously higher animation. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a little bit different voice actors in this one because, you know, the other one was made in like the 90s. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, this one follows the manga more closely. So Kenshin didn't really have too many fillers. It had like a little bit of it, but it didn't have like too many fillers. But they did redo a couple of the of the story very lightly in the 90s anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much, yeah, like this is like a, so far they, they remade the whole first half and they got a little bit into the second half. So the newer one ends with the uh, Saito fight with Kenshin. That's where the the newer okay. uh, one ends, and then now and then they're trying to make a season two, which is obviously obviously going to be the uh, Shishio arc. And of course, hopefully, if it makes it, how the ratings are good, we'll finally get the Anishi arc, and I'll be a happy man. But that would be like the only anime I actually like follow, and like I'm like pretty much dedicated to. Um, you know, not yeah. counting the. Uh, author's past you know i won't get into all that with with him being a horrible person um but Mm. you know i i kind of do follow dragon ball z but like i watched that like new one of like piccolo and gohan and i thought that shit was corny as fuck but i heard that you know there's some cool dragon ball z stuff that still happens so but that would be like only i mean i'm pretty sure there's like some good ones out there like i've heard there's actually some pretty good like horror you know animes out there like death notes or chainsaw man or something i know there's some good ones out there but you know i'm not the biggest like you know follower of it but you know back in the day brother you know what i mean like i would i i ran the anime train pretty hard you know i was doing like you know evangelion akira ghost in the shell you know what i mean all the classics so tenchi movio guyver was one of my favorites uh the guy brother what one day I think I t- I might have asked you before, but like, have you ever seen like the Guyver like live action movie before with Mark Hamill? Yeah. Oh my God, brother! Have you- brother, that movie is insane. And seeing Mark Hamill turn into some sort of like weird creature, I mean, come on now, what more do you need in your life? No more. That's that- all you need in your whole life. <laughs> well, that movie is wild, um, man. Like, what were 
like I think yeah I think we we yeah we talked about that before like I would like you know everybody would be asking like Mark Hamill like you know Star Wars questions I would just focus on that film and ask him all this stuff like he just probably, asking about the Giver yeah the Giver like, like why yeah why, like why what, what is going on here like he's like he's like I don't he probably wouldn't even remember any of that shit <laughs> but yeah you know like. uh you know, I was like I said, a big anime fan. Like I was watching, you know, Dragon Ball before, like even like really hit the United States hard. You know, I did the same thing with Naruto. I watched that shit, all that stuff before it really hit hard. Uh, but yeah, you know, I just don't really follow it nowadays. But here and there, I'll watch maybe like an anime or two if I hear it's good. Um, you know, I've heard Attack mm-hmm. on Titans is good. You know, I've heard about that. So. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that's really good. I haven't really watched it, but yeah. I think I watched one episode. But yeah, I've heard that's really really good. Um. But yeah, um, I really like the look of this movie, though. Like, like the way nineteen eighties anime yeah. looked. I just like it more, even more than the more uh, crispness that we get today. Yeah, you know, what I- it definitely has a charm to it. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit of a. Yeah, it has like a little like nice little charm. Like it's weird, just because you could tell like there's like the 1980s anime, then the 90s kind of like perfected a little bit more, and then of course now we get all this HD stuff going on. But it it's it, the, yeah. the 90s ones definitely do have like a charm to them. Yeah, like this. I just like the way 70s and 80s anime look. Maybe it's because like you know I saw that kind of animation when I was a little kid. And it just makes an impact on you or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed watching this more than the little bit of Bloodlust that I watched too. Like, I just wanted to put Bloodlust in to see what it looked like, and you know, yeah. the animation is a lot better. But I enjoyed watching this more. Yeah. Um, when we watched it, did you watch? There's two different dubs. Okay. Because it was there's like a dub from like 1992 on yeah. on YouTube, and there's a dub from uh, like 2015 or something. Yes. Um. I had to watch the 92 dub. Like I didn't I I I forgot that they actually redid this whole Vampire Hunter D and they redid the whole dub to like make yeah. it sound like you know, a little better. Out. Yeah, they repeat it back out. So, I'm pretty sure I watched the 92 version because, you know, there was some uh, goofy uh, uh stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, it so. sounds like a cartoon. Yeah. Cuz like people didn't really know, voice actors didn't really know how to do anime. Oh yeah, no. No, no, no. That was like so, a new so thing. So all the actors know? acted like they were they were making cartoons even yeah. though there's like nudity in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but uh well, of course they're not really I don't think they're really watching the anime anyway. I think they're just reading a script into yep. a microphone. Um but yeah, I mean, um I I watched actually both. Um a little bit of both. When I started watching it, I watched the 1992 one. And then I saw there was a higher quality version on YouTube. So I watched part of that, but that was the newer dub. And then yeah. I went back and finished it with the old one. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's kind of cool that we're doing this, though. I mean, it's yeah. our first anime. Um, we'll probably maybe do some more animes, too, because there's a lot of 1980s horror animes that we could do. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of a fun thing, as long as we could find it in a good quality and we can understand what they're saying with the story. That'd be really fun. So, oh yeah, but let's get some of this stuff going. All right, the history segment can be too big this week, uh, just because I want to focus a lot more on the actual movie because there's a lot to talk about. But I did find a couple yeah. cool things that are happening, and I found what was happening in Japan at this time. So, oh, Allison, nice. we would have to do the we had to do the international trip 
right, to Japan to not only watch Vampire Hunter D, uh, we would also be seeing some, um, uh, uh, I believe it's All Japan at this time, and then we would also yeah. be listening to some K-pop 80s music, brother. Ooh. I mean, we, I mean, what a trip. I mean, that'd be fun nowadays. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just imagine oh, yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. Alright, so the first thing I got is the pro wrestling, and apparently this aired on the TV. I'm not exactly sure what TV station uh, was pumping out wrestling in the 80s in, in Japan, um, but we have, we what was going on on this particular episode, which aired on the uh, December 21st, 1985, a day right before Vampire Hunter D got released, um, and, you know, in the video store, was mm-hmm. we, we had some matches from the, re- the Real World Tag League from 1985. And we actually have some pretty good matches on this show. Okay. All right. The first match we're going to have. Um, and and the thing is, so like Japan's TV a little different. You know what I mean? Like there were not, it's not like, you know, we're watching Raw or nothing, you know, at this time, you know, where we, you know, yeah, absolutely. It, it's their TV is more like a clip show. Okay. So, you know, we're just seeing matches from like this tournament. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's like live. You know what I mean? Like on air. This is like their TV is kind of like just matches from the tournament that they probably like filmed during like the month of the week. Okay. Because there's two matches mm-hmm. here that both um, that both have Jum- Jumbo Saruta, all right, and Tenru on there. All right. So the first match that we see is Jumbo and Tenru. Uh, they're fighting the British Bulldogs. I mean, what a fucking good match that is. I mean, fuck, turn. Okay. I'll watch your show. You know what I mean? Two right. great teams. And fuck, in Japan, you know, they're going hard as shit. You know what I mean? Especially fucking, uh, especially the Dynamite Kid, bro. He, I heard, I heard he, and I seen a couple matches of him in Japan. Like, this, this is pretty much where he got his, uh, you know, his, his fame from almost was from Japan because all the hard hitting matches he would do. Like, he, if you talk about strong style, I mean, you're pretty much looking at the Dynamite Kid pretty much. Yes. Yeah. You're hmm. right. I agree with that. So we get that match. I didn't really tell me the winners on here, just telling me his matches. Um, so we are, the next match we have Jumbo and, and, and Tenryu in the same tag leagues too, and they're facing Stan Hansen and Ted DiBiase. I mean, another good match. I mean, fuck. Oof. This is a great tournament so far. I mean, yeah, that'd be go. awesome. All right, and we have another real, real world tag lead match, which is Giant Baba, all right, and Dory Funk Jr. Versus Stan Hansen and Ted DiBiase. So by the look of it, it looks like Jumbo and and, and Tenru, they beat the British Bulldogs, right? Then when they went on to the tournament, and then they got beat by Stan Hansen and Ted DiBiase. So that's why we have Giant Baba and Dory Funk Jr. facing Stan Hansen and Ted DiBiase. That's what I think is happening. But like I said, it was more like a like a highlight um, show, and it ran for like 60 minutes. So mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, you know, pretty good uh, matches. I'm pretty sure. I think you have it, Alice. I don't, I, don't, I don't currently have it. Like, New Japan World, I'm pretty sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those matches are on New Japan World that I just mentioned. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I do have yeah. New Japan World. I've kind of gotten out of the habit of watching it. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to get back. Um, I, got it easy, even, it, I haven't even watched it. Is it better now? Yet. Like, I remember when I got it, it was, like, super hard to navigate. Has it gotten a lot better? Uh, it's it has gotten some better. Um, I wouldn't say it's a lot better. Although they do have a new app 
that you can get for the uh, Apple TV, which is how I watch it. Oh, okay. Um, the biggest problem – Oh, well, one of the things they have corrected somewhat is that it was always really hard to search for anything because the entire website previously was run by uh, Google Translate. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't type in exactly what Google Translate would say, then it wouldn't find it. Interesting. Um, like, for example, like I could type in Hulk Hogan and it would find it. Or I could type in the great Muda and it would find it. But I couldn't type in like KG Mudo and find it because I didn't spell it exactly the way Google Translate spelled it. So it wouldn't find any KG Mudo matches. Um, so if, they, if it was if, if it was a like an American wrestler, I could find it. Um or like one of the characters, like Power Warrior, I could find it. But like if I typed in his name of the of the actual Japanese wrestler, it wouldn't find it at all. Um, so yeah, so that was that was pretty rough. Um, but it's it is a lot better now. But like I said, like I haven't really messed with it as much as I should since they've upgraded it. Um, but it does work better than it used to. Could you type in Vader having eye popped out? I can type in Vader and see if I can find that <laughs> if they have it on there. That'd be something. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't really um, explored the uh, New Japan app in a while. But yeah, that'd be kind of fun to go back and see some old matches, though. So, um, so Allison, have you ever heard of the band Makeup? They're a Japanese I don't band. believe so. Are they a metal band? Well, they're a hard rock and heavy metal band formed in 1983. All right. They, I, okay. they, when I listen to them, they're basically like an 80s J-pop band, basically. All right. Okay. So, but they're known. I guess they're famous in Japan for doing the theme song for the anime Saint Seamen. Did I say that right? S E I Y A. Uh, oh, Saint I, I I don't know how to say that word either, but I, I say it Saint Say uh Say uh, but I don't know if that's right. Saint Saiyan. Um I do like yeah. that anime though. I like that anime. Bro, a this lot, one, I don't think I've ever seen this, but like the the fucking one of the guys has like some eighties like rocker hair. Right? Oh yeah. And like I'm down oh, with I'm that, sure brother. Do. Like just I like it already. Alright, but it looks pretty good. Like I actually I, I don't know too much about this one, but it looks really fun. Yeah, my favorite. Go ahead. I was gonna say my favorite Japanese metal band is X, or they go by X Japan. Okay. In America, Um, they're they're fantastic. But yeah, this uh, this makeup band looks really cool though. For nineteen eighty five, I still like our boys' loudness. Oh yeah, well you know loudness was like that's like right up the retro blood alley. Yeah, I mean, come on, brother. How can they're they're legends, retro blood legends, there, brother. Right. Yeah. But these guys are not too bad. So they they released like a um an EP on this day, Rock Legends of Boys and Girls. Okay. Came out okay. on the uh the twenty first vinyl. Okay. And um I got to listen to like a little bit of it, but it was kinda of like this you know, this shit's hard to find, brother. Okay. Like, you gotta like dig deep into YouTube. Like I tried to find it off yes. my Apple Music. There ain't no way this shit's being uploaded to Apple no. Music, right? No, it's not. It's mm-hmm. most of that stuff's never been released in, yeah. the in, in you know out of Japan. Yeah, uh, which is a shame. I mean, you know, because you know Japanese language music 
Yeah. You know, obviously it's just not going to sell here, but like there's some really good Japanese bands that just don't, they just don't get out of Japan. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. Just that's just how it goes. But it looks like they're a pretty big band for the time. I mean, like I said, they got a lot of popularity for doing that theme song for that anime, which, you know, we see a lot mm-hmm. of that, you know, even nowadays with, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of bands will try to get their songs on these animes because, you know, obviously there's a big, you know, fan base for anime that will translate into music. So, but they actually mm-hmm. had some pretty Absolutely. good, they have, they have some uh, interesting songs, titles on here, Allison and everybody. Would you listen to a a song called Dirty Man? Absolutely. I mean, sign like me a up. Great song. Like, man, man and woman. <laughs> rock, man and woman. Rock legend. We have the crazy track Trouble. And, of course, we have an 80s classic of mine, Kill the Night. Ooh. That sounds fun. That sounds you know fantastic. What I mean? yeah. you know, that sounds like something our boy D would do. I was about to say, this sounds like something that would go perfectly with this movie. Yeah, so probably, I'll probably play that, that song at the end of the night. Kill the Night. Yeah, Kill the Night. From Makeup. <laughs> so I try to like look up like Makeup on like Google. <laughs> I just put like Makeup Japan. No, no, it was on oh, YouTube. I put, I put Makeup yeah. in Japan, and it just showed me like a bunch of Makeup tutorials. I was like, come on, yes. brother, help me out here, okay? <laughs> so, but yeah, that's kind of fun, though. Like I, like I said, I listened to them, and they basically sound like an 80s, like, hair rock band mixed in with like obviously like the you know the the j-pop sounds like more that like what do you what do you call that kind of sounds kind of like the more like i can't i can't really explain it like the the j-pop sound you know it's like that action style for like animes and stuff it's kind of like its own unique you know style yeah yeah it's hard to describe it's not like pop music like americans would think of yeah it's like different yeah, yeah but it's, it's still different. pop. It's, it's still like, it's a it's still pop, but it's like a different yeah. form of pop. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, funny. No, it's hard to describe. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to describe what that's like if you haven't heard it. Yeah. Um, I don't like most of it. I don't like most of that kind of music. But, yeah. You know. Do you like baby metal? No, I hate baby metal. I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to baby metal is a pedophile. Oh yeah, I can see that. It's kind of Cause, weird. Because uh, otherwise, I have no idea why you would listen to Baby Metal if you. Hey, I got their CD. That was all right. Uh, I, I think I, they. I remember they. <laughs> I remember they used like one song for like wrestling. I thought it was pretty good, and then like I listened to the whole thing and I was like, you know what? Like this is like a one-time listen for me, and I think I'm done. And then it was kind of weird that they're like girls, like young girls. Yeah, it's it's, it's very interesting. They're they're oh. like children. They're, I mean, they're like you know, it's not like they're like eighteen or nineteen years old. Yeah. They're like children. well, they could be older now. Well, maybe, and they're put together uh-huh. like by some producer who I'm pretty sure is probably a pedophile to put this together. And like, I don't know. Wouldn't be surprised, brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. But let's get into the who booked this shit because we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the uh, Vampire Hunter D. All right. Yes. These. With lots of name pronunciations. Oh boy! So anybody's been watching the show for a while, you know I suck with the yeah. I suck with American names. How the fuck do you think yeah. I'm supposed to do Japanese names, brother? But I'll try my best. This is this is All gonna right? be great. So it was directed by Tuyo Ashida. All right, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about right. And this guy, like I, I'm not, I wasn't too familiar with his work, um, but he has worked on like a lot of shit. Okay, like he, you know, he even he he's pretty much one of the uh, 
Like he, he he's directed a lot of animes, but he's also worked on like character designs, and he was an animator. All right, um, he did do. Uh, I liked on here. He did did Cyborg zero zero nine. He did the character designs for that, which is cool. And he actually did some character designs uh, for for Giver out of control. So he did screenplay, okay. character designs, producer, and key animation. So that's cool. Um, and. There was somebody that was linked to this movie also too that also um, was part of like the, the the Speed Racer, like they did animation on Speed Racer and they did animation on this movie, which I thought was really interesting because you know I think Speed Racer was the wasn't Speed Racer like the the first anime to make it big here in, in America or do I got that wrong? Mm, it wasn't the absolute first, but it was one of the first. Yeah. It might have been the first one to get really popular, yeah. Because I know that um, uh, Gigantor was released here before Speed Racer, and I believe Astro Boy was. Yeah, Astro Boy. But yes, Speed Racer funny. was Speed Racer was, and those because those were in black and white. Yeah. But Speed Racer was like the probably maybe the first show anime show to get really big here. Yeah. Um, and I actually have all of Speed Racer because Streamline or not Streamline uh, Funimation released it a few years ago. And it's really cool to think about how they, so I guess that came out here in the sixties um, and they um, really embraced it as being, a, as being a Japanese product. Yes. Whereas later on they would kind of hide that fact. Um, but you know, but they would actually have, you know, Japanese names and the credits and things like that. But uh, yeah, so this guy's been around a long time. So he's, so I guess like the job, um, what you do is you become an animator and then after you become an animator for a while, you become a director. You're able to direct. Yeah. So he was doing designs and animation on these like sixties and seventies. Yeah. I think uh, he would do like, shows. yeah, it looks like he, it looks like he would do like both. Like he would do like, he was kind of like a jack of all trades, which I think a lot of the, uh, the, the animators and, and stuff, they're, they're kind of like that. They, they kind of did more than just this one specialized field. They kind of did multiple things. Um, so this mm-hmm. series, all right, is based on mm-hmm. the the writing of a man. Hopefully, I don't fuck up his name, but I probably will. Hideyuki K- Kikuchi. That's pretty good, yeah. All right, Hideyuki Kikuchi. Hideyuki Kikuchi, and he's known for doing, you know, this movie is one of his big, obviously one of his big series. But he also did that show, Wicked City. Have you ever seen Wicked City? Yeah, I was gonna say um which, wild, uh, man. Didn't he do uh, Demon City Shinjuku as well? Or uh, no? Maybe maybe that maybe I got that wrong. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, that was that was actually yeah, one Demon of his City first. Shinjuku. Yeah. Yeah, so we can do that. We could we might do that on the show later on if we decide to do an anime again because yeah. that one came out in like nineteen eighty eight. Um he did that. He did uh Dark Side Blues, um, and Wicked City. Those are the three big things I can think of that he he'd work yeah. on. He also did like this like treasure hunt series that was like hmm. his version of like Indiana Jones and shit. It was also pretty popular. Okay. It was like alien hidden treasure town and shit like that. It was pretty. Uh, I I I heard about it, um, but he's kind of so this guy. He his style is actually pretty cool. Like he, I think he he did like the. Uh, he he was trying to go more towards like the young adults. For a lot of his stuff, you know, maybe, and he, I think he was trying to get the, uh, the boomer phase, you know, the, the kind of getting a lot of his stuff like, you know, science fiction. 
You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. creating worlds, creating universes with this stuff. You know what I mean? He he wanted to make it not just like a story, but he wanted to make it like a whole universe with a lot of his work. All right. So I think he was going gearing towards more of that style with his work than a lot of other people kind of were, where they're just probably making like a story here and there within like this one little universe. He actually wanted to expand a lot more and make it more of a big kind of like a Star Wars, you know what I mean? Where yeah, we're yeah. having we're having like one main story, but but there's talk of like generations that happened way before this even happened you know within our one story that we're watching so he was yeah i was i watched i watched a little bit of an interview with him and he was talking about how he wanted to make a horror anime um a vampire horror anime but he didn't but he was saying that in japan for the animation um like the animation companies didn't really understand horror movies or horror animes yeah, because there weren't that many at the time. So that's why he said it in the future so that it would be like a science fiction horror. Yeah. And they understood that better. And that's why, yeah. that's why he did it the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, like, like we were saying earlier, like a lot of these like animations that was coming out around this period were more based towards like kids and stuff. So to do something, or at least families, or at least families yeah. and stuff like more family friendly style animations, you know, and doing something like this was like, you you want to do what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. how are we supposed to market yeah. this and stuff? It's like, well, we can market as a science fiction, more adult o- OVA only the video, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we we, it has we to be an OVA, exactly. okay, yeah, they're like, okay, we, we can get that now. You know what I mean? Okay, oh, you're trying to do the whole science fiction, you know universe phase thing you know star wars is really big with science yeah we'll, we'll sign that off so he, he kind of played it smart in that way so like yeah like i would i would say that like japanese animation at the time like like they're saying it was more family friendly but that doesn't mean it was necessarily made for kids so those words yeah. like adult animation and family friendly are not the same thing in japan as they are here oh, they, they, so what that means yeah. here is that everything's just sanitized yeah. and there's nothing scary nothing violent nothing that makes you think in it at all but um but you know like gundam the original gundam and voltron well what became voltron here and um um macross the ones you mentioned specifically earlier like those were all had a lot of adult themes but they didn't have like a lot of nudity in it. There's some nudity in Macross, um, yeah. but they look at nudity different, yeah, different in other yeah. parts of the world. Like than Europe, they do here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That was so very different. you know, so it wasn't that big a deal. But you know, like like there's some like really horrifying concepts in Macross. It's about a war, and so then the same thing with Gundam. You know, people die, that kind of thing. But um, which you didn't have an American family animation. But yeah, this is like the first one of the one of the first, if not the first to be geared toward, you know, with nudity and violence toward like young adult men, basically. Yes. Um, so there's a couple of things I found interesting about this um, movie as well. So, so the director Toyo, he actually intended for when he was directed this film, uh, creating this OVA, he, he intended it for, to have it where people who are, you know, were tired or studying or working hard would usually um, enjoy watching Instead of something that would make them feel more, more tired. So basically, he said he wanted to, he basically wanted to like have like a relaxed, toned movie. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So, like, I guess, and you can see that by watching it. To me, like, just the way the music and how the the structure of the film is, it's actually pretty like relaxing in some parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, like, well, like, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I think that what he means is like he he didn't want you to have to like work too hard. Yeah. So like you know like he he gave you know he he just made us you know a pretty easy story to follow, I guess. Um, although I, I think it's confusing in some aspects, but um, yes. but yeah, it's 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 um uh like why some things happen but yeah it's that's um he wanted he wanted apparently wanted he didn't like he was saying he didn't want you to watch something that would make you more tired yeah so he wanted something kind of easy to watch so one of the biggest guys we had to talk about is the illustrator all right yeah. the character designer for this oav i probably fuck up this guy's name but he's like actually pretty uh pretty well known even to this day yoshi yoshi tachi Aminu. Yoshitaka Amino, yeah. Yeah, Yoshitaku Amino. So, you know, this guy has done a shit ton of stuff. You know, he did speed. He's the guy that worked mostly on the Speed Racer, like we were talking about earlier. Like he was doing, he yeah. did a lot of the um, anime adaption of the Speed Racer. Um, he did the Gotcha Man, which is a pretty big series too. Um, oh, yeah, I love that show. Of course, he did uh, Honey Bee Hutch. All right, brother. Never seen okay. that. Okay. And, but. This guy is pretty much known for his illustration on the popular video game franchise Final Fantasy. Yes. I mean, he's pretty much done almost every character out of Final Fantasy, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely where Americans know him more. But yeah, yeah. he's he's probably more iconic for being the the illustrator and character designer for Final Fantasy. And I think he's worked on every single game. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, because, you know, like, that, the Final Fantasy, I mean, that has to be, like, one of the biggest games in, you know, history. Like, video game history. Like, whole, the whole franchise. You know, I... Absolutely. If you want to know anything about Final Fantasy, I am not your boy. I know stuff about Final Fantasy VII. Okay. And that's limited. Okay. Uh, that would probably be the category of my brother. My brother could probably tell you every little thing about Final Fantasy known to man. He could probably... He could, I'm surprised he hasn't even done, like, a Final Fantasy, like, YouTube podcast because he knows, like, everything. Like, he's been playing that fucking Final Fantasy X, or not X, what, what's the one that's online? 14? 14, he, yeah. He, he played that shit so much that he played it when it originally came out, like, back in, like, 2010 or whatever. I don't even know when the shit came yeah. out. He played it so much that when they had the, uh, they had, they had, like, they had to, like, change the game over. Or something to like newer the the newer style game, like he was one of the original. He got like original credit or badge for being like an OG of the game. Oh wow, that's yeah, all. So like, he played it yeah. when it was bad, when it was a failure. Yeah, because like it flopped when it first came out, and they had somebody come in and redesign the whole game. So he's been playing yeah. it since the beginning. Yeah, the beginning. So he has like some OG badge on there and some shit. So, and he helps out people with battles and everything. Like, I I. I I liked because when I was doing Final Fantasy, I played seven and I believe I played eight, but I just mm-hmm. kind of, to me, I just kind of got out of it after that. But seven, I really like seven. That's like one of my favorite video games of all time. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Like he was working on this, and this is actually, um, you know, you know, this is a pretty good, pretty big deal having this guy on here too. Um, so yeah, so like you know, also too, we also had some uh, pop artists on here too. All right. Have you ever heard of the band okay. TM Network? No. Okay. Well, they I were on. <laughs> Come on, brother. They were hot people at the time. Uh-huh. TM Network. Are they? They're a Japanese pop band. I'm assuming. Yes. 
Okay, so, figured. So we have a, a van- so Vampire Hunter D was also the first of several films adapt adapt adaptions from uh, Kikuchi's yeah. work, both live and action. So this is actually the first one of all his shitty shit that got uh, uh, animated and came out. So which is pretty cool. Um, so. So, you know, this was so Vampire Hunter D was re- released theatrically on December 21st, 1985, where it was distributed by Toho. You know, the you know, the Toho, they're like yes, a film I'm co- familiar with Toho, they're one of the most famous film companies in Japan. Yeah, they did the Godzilla movies. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, so it was released theatrically. I thought it was just released directly to video. I guess this one was special, so it was released. Okay, that's what it says on here theatrically. December 21st, 1985. Um, and then a laser disc by CBS Sony Group Inc. was released on the same date. Okay, so it was in the theaters and in home video on the same day. Yeah. I gotcha. So it's, it's probably because of, the, you know, you know, at this point in Japan, you know, anime is, is or animation is actually pretty popular. Like it's not like oh yes it's not like you know it's kind of, I I don't know if it's as popular as it is nowadays but it's it's kind of like a new popular it's kind of like something like new and fresh that everybody's kind of like really excited about so anytime they would pop out some of these you know shows or you know manga books or you know DVD people you know they, it had an audience basically so absolutely yeah here we go so there was an English language version of the OV produced in 1992 by Steamline Pictures as part of the one that we watched. And was shown on the Fine Arts Theatrical Circus in the U.S. in August 1992. So that's probably when we Fine were, Arts, Fine Arts Studio. Imagine that. <laughs> like, yeah, brother, sign me up. And then it was, it was exotic, I guess. Yeah, you know, it, it was like a weird exotic thing to watch. Yeah. Okay. So it was, re- you know, it was released in U.S. supposedly on VHS on March 26, 1993. All right, and then of course, like I was saying earlier, the film was also shown several times on American television during the '90s, including TBS. So maybe, maybe what I did was I recorded uh, WCW Monday Nitro, and the next thing I know, Vampire Hunter D showed up. Hunter D was on right behind it. Yeah, uh, that's probably that's probably what happened. Cartoon Network, and of course, like I said, pretty much where I guaranteed I saw the film was the Sci-Fi Network, so it's Sci-Fi Channel. So. But yeah, it was on all three of those. So, you know, you're definitely, for a young kid, I'm, there had to be, the reason this film has such a, probably like a, a semi-following or a big following in the U.S. is because, you know, it was on those three stations. Because they were probably like me that saw those, you know, who was watching those stations at the time. So when you saw it, I mean, do you remember if it was edited or not? I mean, did it have the nudity in it? Fuck. I, think, I mean, I don't know if you well, remember I, that I, now, I mean, but. So I do remember the girl's short in short skirt and showing her panties all the time, but I don't know if the tit part happened. They might have cut that part out on TV. Yeah, showing mm-hmm. her boobs. Yeah, yeah. they probably uh, surely they cut that out. Yeah, but it was only um, for like a second. So, and you know, so obviously it was marketed in the U.S. as the first animated horror film for adults. So yes. And of course, you know, obviously Bloodlust would come out later on, and that'd be more towards the two thousands. So, but yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of rich history when it comes to Vampire Hunter D. Um, but you know, like I said, you know, my first experience with the with this story is is this movie. Uh, but there is a vast history 
Like this uh, expands beyond this movie of the background and everything. I don't know, like I said, I don't know everything about the background, uh, but it is a very fascinating story. But I say, everybody, let's get into the full review of Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, let's do it. Here they come. You're the kind who doesn't talk a whole lot. I need the best hunter I can find. She's been infected with vampirism! It's time to return to the world where you belong! So, we start off with a cool-looking fucking castle and a dark blood moon behind it with the blood red planet and all this fucking goth fucking... Uh, bro, this this right here, like, you know, th- th- you talk about tattoos. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let, let's go. All right? So, yeah. So, right off the bat, you know, we're, we're getting into, like, some, you know, some some... To me, like... You know, obviously, I played Castlevania uh, before I played and uh, before I watched this movie. Even though this actually came sure. out, you know, it was something I didn't talk about when the Hoop Books. So this actually, this character D, who is a yeah. um, is a half vampire, half you know human, vampire yeah. instead. Vampire. So you know, the the most popular I would say vampire in, in 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 you know animation is probably Alucard. You know what I mean, like a uh, uh, Dracula's okay. son. You know, which is the same. He's the same kind of like has Diaz. He's a half human, half uh, vampire. And, mm-hmm. you know, in this movie, it was highly hinted at of uh, D's noble blood background that might be related to supposedly, you know, Dracula, just like Alucard. Mm-hmm. And right. I thought that Alucard maybe came first. But no, this actually movie came first because... The first appearance from Alucard in the Castlevania games was actually in 1989. So, uh, okay, hold on a second. Yeah. Hold, 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 hold the phone for a second. So, the, okay, I've never played these Castlevania movie games, or I've never, and I've never watched the anime. Uh-huh. So, hold on just a second. So, you're telling me that Alucard is the villain in Castlevania, no. right? He's not. He's not the no. villain. He's kind of like. Um, so when he appeared in Castlevania, I believe it's Castlevania three. I could be wrong. Um, I think I got it on here. So he he is basically. Um, he's his son. Yeah, he was in Castlevania three, Dracula's Curse. He yeah. wasn't the villain in that show or that movie, but he he was actually trying to help out your character. Like he would be shown, and it's basically how the uh, the Netflix. If you ever watched the Netflix. Castlevania, the first one, it's the whole mm-hmm. story is is based on Castlevania three, okay, where Alucard is like there he he's he's Dracula's son, but he he takes off more of the the, the Dracula's good side because of, okay. of Dracula's wife. So he so he's kind of like more like a uh, he's kind of like a uh, I wouldn't say he's, a, he's like a Vegeta character, but he's more like a 
he's a nice character, but he, he just so happens to be linked with the most darkest person, and he doesn't really get along too well with his, his father. So he actually ends up helping the, the main characters out. And of course, later on, he would get his own story, his own video game, Castlevania Sympathy of the Night, which is my favorite Castlevania game. That's where you play him throughout the whole thing. Because he actually, in Castlevania 3, he helps you defeat Dracula. And then when Dracula gets raised up again, and, not, and then you would go to 97. But there's a whole history behind it. But yeah, but what I wanted to point out was there's very, there's a lot of similarities between D and Alucard from Castlevania. Right, but my main question, though, yeah. about Alucard is, so he's the son of Dracula. Yes. And Dracula named his son Dracula backwards. Yes. Well, okay, I just want to get that clear. Yeah. So maybe that's why he's pissed off at his dad. Well, would you, well, come on, Allison. You can name your son, uh, you know. Nodge. Nodge. <laughs> <laughs> come on, brother. You know, like, come on, bro. He, Dracula is a busy man. Alucard, right, he's he's out there the fucking fuck? these humans. He's out there bored to shit, kind of <laughs> like our boy Lee. He doesn't know what to do. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to call this guy my backwards name. Why not? Sounds that's cool. Just as bad, that's just as bad as like <laughs> when Ed Wood was trying to make those vampire movies, but he couldn't use Dracula. So he, so he made a character named Dr. Acula. Yeah, there you go. What's wrong with that? You got to do something. When you're busy. You got to do something. Well, All right. according to our boy... Uh, uh, Count Marcus over here, which we're going to be meeting pretty soon. He is super bored. Yeah. So whatever, whatever is good, cool or makes him entertained, that's what we're going for. All right. So Dracula okay. is the same. All right. But I just All wanted right, here to, we go. I just wanted to point it out that the 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 D character and the Alucard character are very similar. All right. <laughs> but they're not. They're not obviously you know totally like. But they're very 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 similar. So um, very well. So also too, so you know, this is set in a um uh let me get it over here. So this is actually set in uh in the in the year uh twelve thousand oh nine AD. All right. Yeah. <laughs> in a post nuclear <laughs> holocaust. Okay. And the, some so this one like I was saying before it has a bunch of like titles it's a dark feature science fiction horror romance story I was like okay yeah alright set in some random year in yeah. 12,090 yeah. yeah because at the beginning we see you know how because like I said this film doesn't it, it doesn't give you the big universe it, it talks about some of the past stuff that happened before this movie happened but it doesn't give you like a vast you know story about it yeah is this it just says this story takes place in the distant future okay yeah like Uh i had read um that there was way more to this universe like if you read the books there's way more in this universe than you get out of this movie yeah Uh, a quick note before we get into the you know detail in the review apparently this is this movie parts of this movie which i totally forgot which i want to look up again uh, yeah. And if I can remember, I'll play it on the Facebook. Which there is clips from Vampire Hunter D and the Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson song "Scream." Yeah, um, I watched that video too. Yeah, um, or most of it. Yeah, they're they're kind of like playing on a video screen. They're like in this video, they're in a spaceship. Yeah, for some reason, and uh, like there's that anime uh, movies playing on this like screen behind them kind of there you go this brother part was one of them they used before you before the times man he's trying to make it he's, you know what i mean it gotta be different 
So Absolutely. this this takes place where we, we see like a, like I said like a little vague description of what's going on. You know, this is a mm. far distant future where mutants and dimmer demons slither through the world of darkness. So, you know, we hear some, some great music. I mean, fuck, I love this song on here. It kind of reminded me of, uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but like the the opening uh, uh, song, where it had that da da da. It kind of reminded me of like the He Man, the He Man movie. Okay. Like the the some of the songs of the He Man movie, the live action He Man movie from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, I know you're the biggest fan of that. Oh you're, my you're, god, you're brother. the biggest He Man. Masters of the Universe live action movie fan ever. If I can watch that movie on rotation over and over again, I would. We need to find an excuse to do it on the show. Yeah. It's not really a horror movie, but maybe we can work it in somehow. Well, we, we, yeah, we, we're going to add that in there one day. Fuck it. We'll do it on the lights out. I don't know. <laughs> it has to be done because it's, it's fantastic. But, you know, we, we see this girl, which we're going to find out her name is um, Doris. All right. Right away, I mean, they're just, they don't even hide it, brother. They're just like, this girl, a short skirt, you know what I mean? Panties hanging out, futuristic yep. fucking gun, a badass. Apparently, Allison, mm. if you're out there hunting mutants and shit, are you be, I could see you wearing this dress, you know what I mean? Just out there. <laughs> as the long day. as I get a big gun, yeah. As long as I get the big, uh, the big uh, yeah. mutant killing gun. Yeah. I was like, brother, this is definitely the 80s, and this is definitely some anime right here. Right away, we get both of that. Um, but yeah, she's shooting up this like mutant creature. Kind of looks like a yeah. dinosaur mixed in with like some teeth and shit on there. Yeah. It looks pretty wild looking. Uh, so she's like shooting that thing down, and she has her, her horse there and she thinks she kills the thing but she doesn't so this thing like half its half its head's blown off and everything and it still bites the horse and kills the horse um and then out of nowhere a werewolf shows up i was like fuck yeah man we're getting some werewolves here too and this thing this thing was fucking gigantic looking all right and he the Mm -hmm. werewolf like attacks her takes off her cross necklace um and then she eventually um gets it away and uh uh when that happens, when he, the vamp, the werewolf leaves, she's kind of like knocked on the floor. And this is when we get the first appearance by our boy, Count Magnus Lee. All right. Yeah. One of the, the main, uh, yeah. the main heel in this thing. Yeah. He's the main heel. And he is, be- mm-hmm. so something they don't really tell you too much on the, uh, the movie while we're watching it is, you know, we do hear that there's vampires that pretty much run this earth. All right. And they're basically known as like the nobles. So you know how like mm. you know they they kind of do like a class system like like you know back in like Europe and stuff where you have like the nobles and you have all the peasants, you know then you have your armies and stuff. So the vampires are pretty much like the nobles around there, even though their their numbers are dwelling a little bit around this particular time. Um, but you you do have very very old vampires who have been like alive for like centuries. And Magnus would be one of them. So usually, like the oldest vampires that are around this time, they're the, they're like the most powerful. So that's why they've been around for so long because they're very hard right. to kill. All right. Mm-hmm. And he, he basically he, he he stalks Doris. He asks why he, she trespassed on his land and stuff, and then he eventually uh, shows his fangs out there. So and then we start off with the logo. All right, 
And this is when we get uh, long scenes of uh, having uh, our boy D. All right, come out to some cool music. Uh, great video music game style music on here. That's why I put in my notes. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, it had a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, by um, uh, Tetsuya Kamuro, who was like a really famous uh, Japanese producer. Yeah. Yeah, great, great music all around with the whole whole thing. Um, so something you'll notice too, like I thought it was really fascinating how they did like wind. There's like so much wind. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because when you're wearing yeah. capes and cloaks, you need wind to make your cape and cloak yeah. cape capes flap. I was like, I, mean, I like it's just it. cool. We, like everything in this movie just looks cool. Yeah, we need to do like more of that in like you know, anime. Yeah, there needs There's to be wind more of that everywhere, now. brother. So this is a fucking. This is wind. like one of those. You could actually watch this movie with no sound. Like you could just put uh, music behind it, and it would just look cool. Yeah. So this is when we have uh, D, which we we find mm-hmm. out that the character's name is D. We find that a little bit later because they just basically just call him a vampire hunter. So you know, th- we've already established that this world has like vampire hunters, and they're pretty, I guess, easy to notice. Um, so because they all look cool. Yeah. Exactly. Apparently. Well, yeah, yeah, D I, looks yeah. badass. When you yeah. see D, like just the way he looks, with yeah. that little mask over his mouth, and like yeah. the hat, the floppy hat, and the cloak, and like he just fucking looks great. Yeah, giant so, sword as so, tall as he is. Yeah. So another thing too about this, you know, they all they we can even add in Western for this to fall yes. under too. You know what I mean? Like it just has like almost everything. Um. So this one, Doris, she's kind of like calling him out. She tries to fight him a little bit to see if he's a real, you know vampire hunter and she finds out that he is you know so now she needs she needs help because she she shows d that she got bit mm. by count marcus and stuff and lee's looking at it and everything and he you know he, he kind of knows he needs a helper because you know once somebody's bit and stuff you know they're pretty much like gonna be pretty soonly under the the vampire's control all mm. right um so now we go back this is when we meet uh doris's uh uh uh, brother, his kid brother, Dan. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dan. So he's there, and then like Dan, he's known for shooting mist. You ever, you ever, you ever go out yeah. there? You ever go out there in your farmhouse and shoot mist clowns everywhere? No, I don't. I don't shoot mist. Oh, well, I only look kind of fun. I only spit mist like the Great Muda. Oh, there you go. So these are like mist clowns. Yes. Uh. So, so then this is when, you know, this is, you know, so he's out there. We kind of meet him and then V's falling on home. Uh, there was one line I, I want to bring up that I thought was kind of funny. So, so basically Doris is like, listen, I will pay you whatever it is. And it, I don't know. She's like, I don't have that much money. I, I'll, I'll pay you in three meals a day and you can sleep with me if you want. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. There we go. So she's going to trade yeah. sex for him to kill this vampire. Yeah, and three meals, man. I mean, come on. And three meals. That's not nothing. Don't forget about that. You know, come on. So Dan likes these cyborg horse. Okay. And basically, he talks a lot about, like, D not... The kid just talks a whole lot. All right? He does. So now they're in the town. They're going into town. Okay? And this is when we meet the character Greco. All right, mm-hmm. and Greco is out there with some like ladies of the night, look like, and he just runs away from them. And or 
or he was with his buddies. He, he was with the ladies the night later on. But he, he runs to uh, Doris. He wants to talk to Doris. And he eventually talks to Doris. And he's saying, like, hey, you know, I heard you got you had a run-in with uh, Marcus Lee. I heard you, he beat you up pretty well. All right? And, she, and he's like... And, and basically, Doris doesn't want him to talk too loud because she's keeping that she got bit by a vampire. She's keeping it from Dan. Or she doesn't want to tell Dan. Uh, but now the town is kind of like, you know... So the town is... You know, at this time, like, the town, they know who, they know, they can kind of, like, guess who are these vampire hunters. You know what I mean? And usually when you have a vampire hunter, if you commission one, that means you either got attacked by a vampire or a vampire is attacking you. And a lot of the townsfolk, they like to stay away from that. You know what I mean? You're kind of, like, looked on that you're, like, you can't be touched now. Because, you know, because, you know, at this time, like I was saying, the vampires are kind of like the higher class so mm. the, the the humans at this time even though the, there is a couple stories of the humans you know rebelling and stuff you know at, at but this movie is kind of portraying like the humans are kind of like the lower class and then if you get by a vampire you're pretty much shunned out of town okay so our boy greco he 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 was trying to get some all right maybe is the uh Maybe it was our girl Doris's shirt. And she just wore that fucking shirt, skirt showing her panties like the whole movie. You know I mean? She can yeah. go in. She even went to the grocery store with it too, brother. All right, let's go. So, well, yeah, you got to have that to make that uh, yeah. young adult uh, market want to buy this. Yeah, brother. 18 to 34. Male. Exactly. Male demographic. So, so he's trying to get some of his stuff. She denies him. And then he just spills the beans. Hey, she got bit and everything from the vampire. You know, so that's when they go talk to Gregor's dad, who is the mayor. And, you know, they were, they're, they're talking to D about it. And, um, at first the mayor, he, he, they, I guess they had like this place in their town where they, they put one girl or a couple of people before that were bitten by vampires. But then the, the doctor, all right, um, this, uh, this doctor guy, Dr. Sam, uh, mm-hmm. He he said like no you don't want to bring them to that that place has been used for like fifty years and stuff and they were t- then he brings on this story about you know how there was a girl bitten there before and she they 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 sent this girl to that uh, sanctuary and she was there and they killed her or no they didn't kill her but like they kind of hid her from Marcus Lee. And then Marcus Lee got pissed off, so he killed 31 people. I just thought wow, that was, yeah. yes. Pre- yeah, so precisely. they were going to like put her in, yeah, they were precisely 31 people, right. So they were going to put her in like a, what what I, like, like a, like an, like an asylum or something. Kinda. Yeah. And he was just bringing up that story because, you know, like I was saying before, this Marcus Lee's guy's probably been there since like their children had children. You know what I mean? Like they're fucking. Well, doesn't great, he say he's ten thousand years old? Yeah, he's something. Yeah, he's like, like I said, he's very, very. He's been there for like the dawn since his town's almost people have known him, the town. Um, so he said they put him there, you know, fifty the girl there like couple, fifty years ago, and then when they they hid him from him, he got pissed off and he killed thirty one people, and then she ended up killing herself because of all the grief. Yes. Okay. So, so D basically is confident saying, we don't need to do that. I'll take care of him. 
Like he, and they're like, oh, you're fucking confident, aren't you? They'd be taking care of this old vampire. Even though D knows, he knows like these older vampires are, it's not going to be easy. Cause it's, it's like, you know, like a, you know, the, the older, he said the older the vampire is, the more powerful they are. All right. So it won't right. be easy, but he is confident that he can get the job done. And like, I guess he, he like agreed to the job, but he never like said anything about the meals or the sleeping. He just agreed to do it. No, huh. he never said anything about meals or sex. So he yeah. just, just kind of decided to do it. So yeah. D D is kind of a, <clears throat> he's not really a face. He's kind of a tweener, really. He's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of just does the right thing, even though he's not necessarily a good a good character. Yeah, well, I mean, so the big thing about the D character, like we were saying, like once we find out like a little bit more backstory about what he is, you know, the hybrid, mm-hmm. the the vampire human, you know, the problem with him is like he 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 can't be either. He can't be a normal human and he can't be a, a noble vampire. He's kind of stuck in this limbo. So it's very hard for him to like have connections with people. So he's kind of like he's kind of like the Walking Dead in a way, but he but he has um he has compassion for people that are like in, in danger, and he tries to help out. And I, apparently, that was explored a little bit more in in the uh, the manga series, um, sure. where where he would do certain things, like people would pay him food, but he wouldn't take the food because he doesn't need it, and he would give it to like other people. So he's kind of like mm. a he's kind of like a vampire Robin Hood, right? kind of, even yes. though it doesn't. Steel or nothing. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, the the fucking Doris girl. She she uses a powerful whip. I wonder where I've seen that before. I don't know. <laughs> you know, Dan's kind of like upset because he found out that his sister is you know got turned to the vampire. But then you know, D apparently is also a pretty good character with kids and is a pretty good motivational speaker. So he kind of calms down right. Dan and tells him to be very uh, strong and everything. And the sister needs your faith and everything. So now we're at the the farm, right? At the nighttime, uh, D mm. has a really cool looking sword, super long and very thin. And then now, <laughs> out of nowhere, there's like this voice that's talking to D. All right, and it's talking about like, hey, you know, basically like getting onto him about stuff. He's like, hey, you seem to be, uh, you know, you're always stone cold all the time. You seem to really, you know, like that kid and everything. And what's with that girl, you know? She said she's sleeping with you. You in love with her? And we just, and then the, the guys, the D's like telling it to stop. And we don't, we don't know what it is at this time, but we find out what that voice, we, first of all, we, I, I just thought, you know, if you're just watching this, maybe a voice in his head, but we find out what, uh, this actual it, voice is. Uh-huh. Yeah. We find out later what it actually is. Yeah. And because uh, the voice is all saying it's kind of weird because you know the only thing that you care about is violence and killing vampires, you know. So how how could somebody like you even know what love is or, or love at all? So we're getting uh, we're getting some deep shit on here, brother. We're getting some uh, yeah, you know, very very good story. But where where this character D, you know, he he knows what he probably knows what love is because he's been on there, but he doesn't know what to do with it because he can't. You know what I mean? Right. So now this is when we we see Doris, and Doris actually gives us another backstory about her dad. Um, her dad mm-hmm. actually used to be a werewolf hunter. Okay, I don't know if she said how he died. I assume he probably just got old or got killed by a werewolf. But she said like, yeah, he yeah. was a big werewolf hunter, but he knew nothing about vampires. He told me if you need someone to know about vampires, get a vampire hunter. 
Oh, okay. Exactly, because I guess those are completely different things. Yes. Yeah, brother. Like you can't. You it, yeah. You can only be specialized in one. Yeah. But yeah, I was gonna guess that. Uh, you know, it doesn't say how he died, but I'm gonna guess he died from by a werewolf. <laughs> if I had to guess. Yeah. Or old age. You never know. Or maybe he maybe, yeah. maybe he choked on a uh, uh, maybe a sandwich. We don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that a lot of werewolf hunters die of old age, but who knows? Maybe. Yes. Maybe it's just a really good one. So now they start talking a little bit about um, uh, Count Magnus Lee. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I got five thousand years old, but maybe oh. ten thousand sounds more more better. But whatever. He's very old, okay, and um, mm-hmm. he's very powerful. And D's like he, he'll probably. He said like there's about to be a blood moon, so he said like the vampire has to visit you before the blood moon. So he probably tried to visit you tonight. That's what that's what D was saying. And then during all this stuff, now they start getting attacked by some of the. Uh, uh, werewolves and mutants. So, which is cool about this story too. Like, it's not just like you know, swamp thing or werewolves or vampires. Mm-hmm. They added mutants in there too, which I thought was kind of cool. Where they, you know, they have like there's like certain characters have like special mutant abilities. Yeah. On here, like uh, the X Men. Yes. Well, you know, actually, these mutants are more <laughs> like the uh, what's that one group that was in the X Men uh, that was like the sewer level. Yeah, the uh, where the fuck are they? You know, I had the fucking uh, God. If you hadn't asked me, I could have told you the sewer um, mutants. <laughs> the sewer mutants. Yeah, the sewer mutants. Are the ones who are all fucked up. Yeah. yeah, I I don't remember what they were called, but and they were kind of a cool group. But that's what they, they these guys kind of remind me of. Um, so they have all these people at the house, and this is when we meet two characters. We meet Rhea Ginchi, all right, and we have mm-hmm. the Count Lee's daughter, Lee Mercer Lee. All right, so G Jason, I think it's Jason. That's the uh, mm-hmm. that's a Mohawk dude with the bow and arrow. Yeah. All right? And then the Count Lee's daughter, and they basically were they're there to they're there to pick up Doris. All right, and basically the Count Lee's she is just like not having this. She's like, why is my why is my father want this fucking blonde? You know what I mean? This stupid country girl. Uh huh. And they see D and stuff, and then you know, Re he he loves to kill like vampire hunters, so he's all ready to get get going. All right. Okay. Yeah. And he fights D. All right. And he finds out that this this Re guy has um some mutant powers where he can twist space. Okay. Because when they're fight, yeah, very yeah, it's very handy. So because they were fighting, uh. He D was stabbing him, but he twists space so the stab actually went through D instead. All right, and but then D, like obviously he's a very well skilled vampire, and mm-hmm. Reed noticed that he can heal himself, and he knew right away. Oh, you're 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 a you're a dim pill. All right, they could t- you could I could just tell right away that what 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 class of vampire he was. Right. Um, for him healing that stuff. And they they half the movie is explaining what a dim pill is. It's a hybrid, a vampire and a human. Like there's a lot of scenes where they talk about what an actual dim pill is, which I thought was pretty fun. Alright, so after this fight happens, um Count Marcus Lee, he's all happy because oh maybe this would be more fun since we have a uh, not n- a normal uh, vampire hunter because 
Um, because, you know, his daughter and Jason, they're, they're taking too long. You know what I mean? So obviously like he's going to punish them later for taking too long, but he is kind of excited that there's actually, uh, more excitement than, than, you know, just picking up the girl and doing the thing. So his, his whole thing is he's going to marry Doris. Okay. And that's his big plan. That's what he's looking to right. do. And we'll explain a little bit later why he's trying to trying to do all that as well, too. All right. So, you know, we get more of the scenes of, like, the daughter. And re- she doesn't get... She's basically not having this at all. Like, she doesn't want to do any of this. She doesn't want to have her dad. She doesn't, she doesn't really understand why her dad wants to bring in a... A, fe- uh, a human female girl into this noble house of Lee. Okay. Right. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a king who would go out there in the uh, the streets or whatever and just pick out some lonely country farm girl and then want her to be the queen. Right. Okay? You know, obviously the family is going to have a lot of pushback. So I thought that was very clever how they did this in this film too. Would make it seem like, you know, very, very, you know... um, they call that uh, a very like a uh, mi- mi- uh, mi- what do you England time? You know what do they call it during castles, whatever that era was. Uh, medieval. Medieval. That's what I'm. Yes. Medieval time. Yeah, yeah, very medieval on there. Um. So you know the 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 whole thing is, you know now, uh, D. All right. He he. We see him set out, and he's basically just gonna go to the castle. You can just fight these guys right now. You know, after that fight that happened at the farm night, he is just like, okay, I'm just going to head out there and, and face everybody head on. Okay? That was his plan. And, you know, Doris and all them stuff. You can see, like, Doris is kind of, like, growing a little bit of affection towards her boy D. You know what I mean? It's probably because of that sweet hat he had going on. Exactly. Um, so he's going out there, and he gets to the castle... And this is when we see a bunch of, like, mutant stuff all in the castle. And he's just going through them, like, super easy. You know what I mean? Just, like, destroying them, going through the whole castle and everything. And very, you know, very cool-looking, like, creatures. You know, like, 1980s, like, anime had, like, very interesting, like, portrayal of, like, creatures. You know, I... I, The 80s always did very well when it comes to, like, these, like, weird slimy monsters. And even their animes do good on slimy monsters, too. So... Mm -hmm. Um, so he's in there and eventually he gets, um, he sees, he, he fights like this, like tiger, like the ghost looking tiger. Right. And eventually beats it. And this is old, which is like, that was my best sentinel. I was like, okay. And then this is when we see Gene scene and they basically, um, lower him down to the catacombs of the castle. And apparently mm-hmm. at these catacombs, we hear more of the backstory where there used to be this very big battle that happened as catacombs and they can see the um, the remnants of it, all the skeletons. So, you know, one of the big things about Vampire Hunter D, you know, since it has such a vast history, there is actually a shit ton of battles that, that happened in this world. You know, I heard there was like an alien battle invasion that happened one time in this world. You know, countless vampire battles, you know, countless humans fighting mutant battles that happened. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what battle happened in these catacombs, but right. we do see a bunch of, like, skeletons everywhere. And this is when we meet No Shit Allison. Dario Argento would be proud. We meet the three sisters. We do. 
the the, the which is kind of awesome. Yes, we see like these like hair mermaid titty looking snake creature girls. Yeah, they get that right playing their violin. That sounds exactly right to me. All right, and okay, so apparently a big thing in Vampire Hunter D two is a lot of times these demons will try to like look like naked girls to like throw people off. You know what I mean? To like, to like, if they lure you in, lure you in, yeah. Because you know, D is not the only vampire hunter. There's there's many vampire hunters. He is just a very unique one because of his lineage. But there's actually a very you know that's like a whole like working class as a vampire hunter. You know we yeah kind of like the Witcher. Yeah yeah exactly. We we find more about that in in, in Bloodlust, but you know mm. it's kind of hard to figure it out in this movie. But they they are a well known class. Um. So he, you know, he's not having it. You know what I mean? So, and then this is what we do find out that um, that the talking voice is D's hand. There's like a fucking yes. face on his hand. And yeah. I still don't believe they actually explain what the hand was and why it's there. <laughs> no, if they did, I didn't understand it. Yeah. Uh, he, his hand? Yeah. Just talks to him. Well, it did that blowing thing. You know, yes. it can do a little. It can do a little here and there. All right. So now, uh, D is, is starting to fight him. This is when they turn into like these like uh, snake looking deals. All right. And I liked it how that you could tell this was made in nineties. They were there to drain his life force. Mm-hmm. Allison, have you ever turned into a snake and drained somebody's life force before? No, but it sounds like it would be fun though. Well, you know, because, you know, this, you know, it's funny because what you were saying earlier, where obviously this is like, you know, made for like older adults, but like, yeah, but the American, I don't think the, I don't think that translated to the American dub, at least the 1992 version, because they could have just been like, yeah, they're trying to suck his blood out. No, we had to say suck his life force out. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Maybe yeah. they, maybe they didn't exactly translate that correctly. So... The the they turn into the snakes. They're sucking out his life forms, and they're like these mid witches. They're kind of like a witches, three sister witches. Maybe this is, maybe this is where Dario Argento got his idea. Well, no, because Suspiria came out before this. But maybe that's where he got his idea. Though. You never know. Hmm, maybe. So now, um, so during this, during when Dee's in the castle, um, Doris, the the Sam. The doctor and Dan, they all get attacked by by you know the mutants and stuff because that that's when they're, they're they're trying to. I guess D. I I don't really know what his plan was here. Like I guess he I maybe he thought if he got the if he if he got the head advantage, you know, of getting to the castle first and killing everybody, then they wouldn't come after her. But it didn't really so. work out that way because he got like no. knocked down to the catacombs. So during this time. The, the the demons are capturing Doris and they pretty much kick everybody's ass. Like they kick the doctor's ass. We think he's dead. Uh, Dan, they 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 get him out and then they kidnap Doris. And then when they get Doris back, they they have Doris meet um, Count Marcus Lee. All right, and this is when mm-hmm. you get this whole speech by our boy Marcus, and he's all like, "Listen, look, like a." <laughs> The way he's out on this stuff, like you could tell, like this. I actually like the way the um, the American voice actor kind of did his voice, because you know Marcus is supposed to sound bored as shit, 
of everything because he's lived for so long. He's seen everything. You know what I mean? And this is what he's explained to us. He's like, listen, I lived like for like a million thousand years. Everything bores me. Like he says, like, yeah. you know, life is well, boredom. Everything's bored. So, you know, what I'm doing with you is I'm going to marry you. All right. And after we might have some kids. I don't know. But then when I'm bored of you, I'll just get another one. All right. Sure. So that's his, that's his plan. All right. And he's like, oh, you think your boy D is going to help you? Yeah, well, look, look at this. All right, so he shows her like D basically getting snake bitten by the three witches. Okay, mm-hmm. and of course Doris is like, "Oh shit!" She's like, but then you know Doris. It, it is funny though because Count Lee was like, "Okay, so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna marry you tomorrow. How, how does that sound to you?" It's like, well, "I'll never marry you and stuff." So I guess like. <laughs> <coughs> fucking suck down some wind there i'm like our boy the hand i'm just sucking wind over here brother so i don't know if this was like american translation with this or not but it's it seemed by a a couple scenes from countley's daughter and even countley itself it seems like a vampire cannot marry a woman without the woman's consent which is Mm -hmm. like Okay, I think they I think the way around it was like he the, later on we would see that count like turning her into like a zombie kind of feature. So maybe once he like fully took in control of her body, he can just make her do whatever she wants. But it was really weird because that was part of the uh the the story where you know, count can't like force her to marry him. She she kind of has to agree. Um, yeah, kind of like uh, going into the house. Yeah, you, know, you have to be invited. Exactly. So, so now Doris, she is you know passed out, and this is when the Count Lee's um, daughter was basically going to kill her because she doesn't want this fucking you know low trash you know country girl coming up and being part of her lineage, her 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 noble house of Lee. So, and this is also too when yeah. we see our boy D ain't no normal vampire because he get these fancy blue eyes and he can pretty much turn into a, you know, deadly vampire. And he does that. He actually bites one of the snakes and he just chops all their fucking heads off. <laughs> I was like, yeah, brother. Get his ass. Oh, yeah. The fucking look cool as shit. All right. And so now, right before uh, the daughter was going to kill... Uh, Doris, uh, D gets there and he stops her from killing from killing um, um, Doris there. And then he actually knocks her down and he takes Doris out of the castle and he he fights off like this flying dagger looking vampire creature and then he fights off this huge looking sentinel style creature. And he actually like slices like half the sentinel fucking half the fucking arm off and shit like cool as shit. You know, blood sporting out and everything. Yeah. He had the bridge fall on his fucking ass. I was like, damn. Let's get it. You ever seen uh, the... Uh, you, have you ever seen The Giver? The anime or yeah. the live action? The the anime. The, the actual anime? anime the yeah, I saw it a long time ago. Bro, the blood in that, like, it reminded me of this. Like, the blood, like, the highlight, like, when they cut something, the blood just, like, splits all out and everything. And then you can see, like, uh. you can see, like, different, like, you know, bones and skin tissue and shit in there. It's pretty cool. I like the way they did the killing scenes is basically what I'm saying. 
Mm, lots of violence. Loved it. Reason. All right, he mm-hmm. he has to he he basically cannot come back to the castle until he captures and and kills D. Okay? Because recent mm-hmm. he, his big thing is like he wants to be turned into a noble vampire. You know, I mean, he was basically kind of promised by uh, Marcus Lee, you know, that he would be turned into a vampire, but he has to pretty much kill this vampire hunter D, all right? To uh, to officially get the the the, the you know uh, accepted into the noble house of Lee basically, so he goes to the town and stuff, and this is when we get like this like Castlevania dark looking neo goth punk looking Grim Reaper thing, <laughs> all right? Yeah, and like the guys are like, okay, so we have this candle that we're gonna give you, all right? This candle right here. If you if you light it, the incense from the candle can can basically paralyze the vampire. All right, and we're gonna give mm-hmm. it to you to use and shit. He's like, oh okay. And then during all this stuff, um, when this happened, Greco, he 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 overhears all this. He's like, oh okay, there's a candle and shit. So so now the big thing is the recent he is going to kidnap uh, Dan. Okay, or he does kidnap Dan to lure uh, D out, and I like it where like damn, he was out there shooting mist, you know, his favorite pastime. Mm-hmm. As I, absolutely yes. So he gets kidnapped, and then there's like a letter, and the, and the Doris is like, oh, there's a letter here, and they probably took Dan, but I can't read any of this letter. And D was like, we're not fucking not supposed to read the letter. It's made in ancient vampire language that only yeah, I can read. read. Of course. <laughs> It's like, what How does convenient. it say? It's like, what does it say? It's like, I got to go meet him somewhere. Like, All right. So they got, and this is when we have the uh, the fight. I thought the fight was pretty cool. Like they had the um, the fight between uh, um, Reason and, and, uh, and D out there. And then, you know, Dan's on there. Dan's on the line. This is kind of like a cage match, brother. They're kind of, we have a Dan on the pole match. Yeah. All right. Between D, Reason, and Dan. Okay. And they're fighting everything, and and uh, recent he he thought he he thought he had the upper hand right with the candle, but the candle was a fake. All right. Yep, they tricked him. So D like sliced off his fucking hand. All right, but he didn't kill him, and then he uh, he left after that. And during this time, Sam comes back and he wants to uh, hide Doris in that same shelter that he was complaining about earlier <laughs> and she agreed mm-hmm. to go along with them because you know there's not a whole lot of people uh doris um can trust right now because the town doesn't want to have anything to do with her you know d's off there fighting uh she she doesn't want to be stay at that place alone so she she agrees to go with sam and then they're they're on the the carriage going up to that hidden area and this is when they run into the the count lee's daughter all right, and then this is when we see Sam. He actually turned heel because he's been turned into a vampire. No, oh, yeah. Apparently, he wanted to do some vampire sex with Doris. All right, but he didn't get the chance because the daughter pretty much fucking killed Sam and knocked him off the mm-hmm. bridge. And then, of course, Sam turned back into human and he apologized while he's falling to his death. All right. And this is interesting too because this is when we have countless, you know, Lamercy Lee 
And mm-hmm. she kind of like turned baby face where she's like, listen, you know, I just, just, just don't marry the guy. You know, we're, we're, a noble, yeah. we're a noble house. You know what I mean? I don't really care if you live or not. Just, just, we, I can't have you here. Yeah. Just don't ruin the family. And Doris is like, well, fuck, bro. I'm not trying to marry this motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even want to be. I don't even want to be here. I don't even want to be here, brother. Okay, come on. All right. And then out of nowhere, I just to be left alone. Yeah. And this motherfucker comes along and buys me. And then I had to I had to fuck this vampire killer to hire you know to get him to yes. kill this uh, this uh, you know Magnus Lee. And now yeah. now everything's all fucked up because of your buddy. Exactly. It's like, what do you want me to do? And then out of nowhere, fucking. Uh, Greco, he he comes out. He has the the real vampire uh, uh, light, and he's using it. Right, the can- it actually yeah, works. The candle thing, yeah, yeah, right. He fucking switched it. All right, so he's using the candle light, and he's basically there. He's about to kill the the daughter, and then Doris is like, "Fucking, what the fuck are you doing? If you fucking <laughs> kill this fucking, uh, if you kill, you know." The daughter of Marcus Lee, I mean, that's not good. You know what I mean? You're going to be no, fucking right, dead. Right, right. Like, this fucking Marcus Lee, he ain't nothing to fuck with. And, of course, Gregor, you don't give a fuck. He's like, well, I got this fucking light. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kill the daughter. I'm going to take you as my wife, and I'm going to steal all Marcus Lee's money. And then that's what I'm going to do because I'm the evil, rich uh, uh, mayor's son guy. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So before he can do his master plan, like I, I think it was Dan, it was somebody Dan or, or, or D shoots his ass and he just falls off the cliff with the light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, there he goes. And then, um, and then they're talking. And then of course, and then of course, um, you know, Doris is now kind of like on um, the daughter's side now. You know, she's like, you know, she's okay. And they're all walking home, and then. You know, D's basically like, "Hey, you got to go back. Just go back to 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 your to your father and everything, and we'll be over here. And you know, I'm probably going to end up facing your father, you know, at some point, um, because he's going to keep coming after, you know, Doris right. and everything. And this is also too when we get the scene of uh, Doris. She's really in love with our boy D, and she's up there in a, a bath towel." All right, we do see her in the shower too. She's all taking a shower, naked as shit. You know what I mean? Total, yep, total, yep. total '80s slasher right here, brother. I was like, no shit, we're getting an '80s slasher and that's fucking... so we get her, our, yeah, our '80s slasher shower scene. <laughs> shower scene. I was anime. like, yeah, buddy. And then she's out of the shower. She's all coming up to D and everything. Unlike horror films, he doesn't really fuck her because he can't. But I actually thought this scene was right. really nicely done because this actually shows that you know, you know, D, you know, he 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 wants to. Yeah, but he can't because the problem is, he he saw that neck brother, and he was like, right. "Fuck!" You know, he don't give a shit about sticking it in there. He wants to stick it in there with the teeth, <laughs> right? Right. And she was all like, "You can if you want." And, oh, that's that set him off. He was like, "Oh fuck! Why'd you have to say those words?" <laughs> all right? Because she was gonna let him bite bite him, bite her and stuff. Yeah. And he he pulled back because he, he you know he can't do that. Like it, I liked it too because it showed like the the torment. Within that character, you know what I mean? So, I thought that scene was really well done. Um, but he basically told her, like, you know, I can't. Like, I can't I can't do this. All right? Yeah, you learned a lot about D in this scene. Like, yeah. You know, what kind of per- like what kind of character he is. Yeah. You could tell that, like, you know, he's not like a, a, a typical vampire. Like, he, he has vampire right. 
um, tendencies because he is one, but he also has the human kindness tendency. Like I said, very, very similar to Alucard from Castlevania. Very, very similar. Um, so, you know, this is Doris like, you know, why don't we just get out of here? Why, why don't we just run far away? All right. And then Dee's like, yeah, you can't just run from all your problems and stuff. All right. So that's what they right. were talking about too. And of course, you know, they all love you. And of course, Dee was like, I know. Damn. Breaking hearts Damn. there, D. All right, come on now. And then, of course, the, the hand was like giving him shit about everything. Right. And then the, the hand actually almost said, do you know who your father was? And then, of course, tells him to shut up. So there's, an, there's another storyline going on with here, too, where, where um, uh, you know, countless... Uh, La Mercy Lee, they they always talk about the ancestors, the great ancestors. You know, they want to go by yeah. their ancestors' rule. There's actually a picture, like a framed picture, you could see of an old looking, like you know, vampire, which I believe was supposed to be Dracula. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's like they they want to like she's really big into tr- for the tradition, you know, the noble tradition. Mm-hmm. That's why she didn't want this country girl to come into her house at all because she's all about noble vampire true blood tradition okay like like the ancestors okay. wanted so the whole big thing is like they she worships like the uh the old bloodline okay and the bloodline was right. obviously in this world was obviously from dracula um so that's sure. a big thing going on here and of course we have hints about it of of who might be part of that bloodline it may or might not be our boy d okay so now uh 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 Jensen, he's back, brother. Back for revenge. He 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 sees our boy Greco on, on the uh, he fell off the mountain and is like, Oh, you're the motherfucker who stole my lamp. Greco's like, oh shit. And then he kills his ass and he takes the lamp. Alright. So now Jensen, he's back at the farm and now he wants to lure out Lee. Alright. And this is when we get uh Lee, he because he, he's you know, outside Lee's like, you know contemplating everything like mm. I can't fuck anything I got this crazy bloodline you know what I mean gotta kill this fucking crazy old vampire guy it's gonna be tough and then out of nowhere Rinsen uses his instant light to to basically paralyze D and this is when he comes up to Lee and he um, he stabs him right in the heart alright and it, uh, this scene was really interesting because, like, I mean, he's down right in heart. You know, it looked like V was, like, dead, basically. He's, like, dying. And then he cuts yeah. off his hand, the hand with the fucking face on it. Yeah. All right? And I was like, and then he's like, you know, an eye for an eye and a hand for a hand. That's what Reese said. And then he takes uh, he, he takes Doris and stuff. And I don't think he got Dan. I think Dan Hyde. But he eventually took uh, Doris and brought him back, brought her back to the uh, Marcus Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when he got back to Marcus Lee, you know, this is when she basically got into her like. There's like this trans phase that she's in. Like she's like she's like you know, uh, not all there. Like she's, she's basically getting you know, what do you call it? Um, controlled by Marcus Lee, and they're about to right. have their their wedding ceremony tomorrow morning. All right. Uh, but what was crazy though, because, um, so 
recent, he comes up to Marcus and he was like, hey, you know, brother, I got the job done over here. You Can you make me a vampire now? And Marcus Lee's like, ah, oh, yeah, this is exciting. You're making me laugh over here. Okay. He's like, no, I, maybe in 50 years I'll think about it. Because you didn't really get the job done. He's like, what the fuck? I didn't get the job done. You know, I thought I killed the, the D over here. Like, no. It's, and then he, so now he's getting pissed. Reeson's getting pissed. But he remembers that he has the magical lantern. Okay. So apparently Allison and everybody. So I guess D's hand can like eat some dirt. All right. And then suck some wind. Mm-hmm. And then reattach himself to D. And then D can wake up from there. So we're seeing that this D actually has a lot of powers. Boom. Um. Yeah. So the yeah. So the hand is like has a life of its own. Yeah. But which he, is why it can still move after it's separated from, kind of like an Evil Dead too. Yeah. Exactly. And then you know, like the mist was about to, I guess, conquer up their whole body, but. Mm. The hand reattached himself to D. He's like telling D to hurry up and wake up, and D does. And of course, we. So I guess, I guess the style of D's blood, he can like rejuvenate himself, which makes sense. I mean, if he was part of the bloodline of the ancient vampires, I guess you know. But I thought that part. This is really funny, weird how they, you know, in vampire lore, you think if somebody gets staked in the heart, you know, that's the only way you can kill a vampire. But you know, D and his class are probably different. Okay. So now we're here for the wedding. We're all here, everybody. It's about to be this glorious wedding between Marcus Lee and Doris. So yep. they're walking down the aisle. All right. And then, uh, you know, the daughter's not having this shit at all. She's all pissed off. She's like, you know, the ancestors, the ancestors. And the boy, recent, he shows up. He's like, listen, you have disrespected me for the last time. Here's this lantern. So everybody else is getting affected by the lantern. And like, Marcus is like, getting affected too and like of course mm-hmm. you know like now like you know recently he thinks he has like the upper hand and then i don't know where mark is like nope just kidding <laughs> that shit don't affect nope. me brother he fucking like bro he whooped this dude's ass bad i mean shit <laughs> he took this guy turned his ass upside down hit his head against like three pillars okay yep. ran his ass against the fucking wall and then exploded his head Yep. I was like, fuck. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah. All uh, that was enough. He had to blow up his head at the end. Yeah, exactly. It's like, boom. Oh, and by the way, Dan's here now. And like, Dan tried to like attack uh, 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 Marcus before all this stuff with Rinson happened. And it totally failed. But then the, the recent guy, he, 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 he like, uh, he, uh, he saved Dan. All right. But then he got his head blown off. <laughs> right. So I was like, okay, there we go. Um, so basically they're in this like ceremony room now, which actually look cool as shit, like very gothic, very like very dark goth and everything, super cool looking. They're about to have like the marriage ceremony happen. And then um and then in comes D to break it all up. Alright, and of course our boy Marcus is having super fun right now. Because like you know all this mm-hmm. stuff, all this stuff is entertaining to him because he's always bored all the time. So everything you know, that's happening is super entertaining. All right, and 
So now uh, D and and Marcus are fighting, and at first Marcus he's like whooping D's ass like bad. Yeah, like, like he is taking him all over. You know, D can't really like even if D tries to like stab him and stuff, it's not working. You know, because he's a very old school powerful vampire. All right, and you know then Marcus like kind of turns um, D's sword to him. He's like, yeah, you killed many many vampires with this sword. I'm pretty sure because you're a vampire hunter and you're a damn pure. Oh, by the way, y'all know what a Dampier is. It's a hybrid. You know, he knows all about this stuff. And right. he's about to the to, to kill D with that. Because uh, he said, like, he wants to kill D with his own sword because, you know, he's killed all these vampires. And it'd be, like, you know, ironic. And then, boom, out of where a dude, uh, blue, blue eyes show up. And, of course, this throws Marcus off. He's like, who are you? You know, that's what he said right away. And then, of course, the sword, like, fucking travels back to Marcus and stabs him like right in the mm-hmm. heart, right against the wall. Kind of reminds me of a scene I saw on uh, Kenshin before with the uh, Saito and right against the wall. And, you know, D drops down and Mark, uh, Marcus was going to try to use Doris to kill him. But Dan came over there and kind of knocked Doris out of it from, from his voice. All right, mm-hmm. and then Marcus has told his daughter, "Hey, finish him off." All right, and then the daughter's like, "No, you have you, Marcus. You have disrespected this house for the last time." Okay. Oh, there's this big thing I forgot to talk about too. Sorry. Uh, Marcus revealed that the daughter was not birth of noble blood. She is actually a a, a damn pure herself. Because he, no. yeah. yes, he said that he picked out some random girl and these country girls too, had sex with her, and that's where she came out. And <clears> she <throat> was devastated. She, 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 she's. Like, he even said it. He's like, "Yeah, I brought your mother out from here. We had you and everything, and I got rid of her after a while because I was bored of her." All right, same thing he was gonna do with Doris. And he's like, right. "I just never told you and stuff because I made you believe that you were a, a true, you know, full-blooded vampire this whole time." Wow, right. so how things turn around, right? So she yeah. was against having anybody who wasn't a full-blooded vampire. Yeah. Turns out she's not a full-blooded vampire. Exactly. And mm. she was crazy. Like, she could not she, oh, she yeah. could not handle that. Like, she no. was like, what? Like, tell me that's a lie. It's like, it's not a lie. And so now she is all like, so now when he was all like, hey, you know, killed Dean. And she was like, no. Nah. It's like, no, you have disrespected this uh, house for the last time. You have disrespected the house of Lee for the last time. You know, this vampire D guy over here, he has some fucking ancient noble blood. Even more yeah. ancient than our blood. Alright? So what the fuck do you even want me to do about it? And of course, like, you know, Marcus is like, oh, that's weird. Then he looks at the painting. He looks at D's face. He looks at the painting again. He's like, wait a minute. Could this guy be the... He's like, who's your father? <laughs> He's like, could this Uh-oh. guy be related to our master and lord Dracula? And then he just fucking dies after that. So we never got the really answer if D is the uh, the son of Dracula, or at least in the same Dracula bloodline from the movie. True, yeah. So, so yeah, then, we never found out quite. Leave it as a mystery. Yeah, which you know, I mean, I mean, so you know, obviously when this is being made, you know, I mean, I think they were they were expecting to make more. You know what I mean? Like, because you know, there was there was a lot of books at this time. 
So, you know, obviously we maybe we can, you know, down the line we can reveal that secret later of actually who is D. But, you know, obviously when it comes to the animated films, we would, we would only get two. But, you know, maybe in the actual story they might reveal it. Like I said, I haven't gotten through all of the mangas yet. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe they, they, they do reveal uh, who these, you know, lineage comes from. But, you know, at this, at this movie, it's made us to think that he is the direct ascendant of Dracula, or he could be even Dracula. No, he's probably the descendant of Dracula because he's definitely a, a hybrid. Um, so, um, so you know, so you know, the castle falls. They all get out of there, and then they watch the castle fall to the ground, just like you would see on every Castlevania game. Yep. All right, and then we have this long scene at the end of D cowboying. Going into very the long. sunset, <laughs> going uh, all, Doris and Dan run up to him very fast, saying "Bye, come see us again." Uh, D just looks at him, nods his head a little bit like a cowboy. John Wayne over here, and then he goes off yep. into the sunset like John Wayne, brother. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> but the end of it, like, there's like a, it's, it's like several minutes of him just riding his horse yep. into the sunset, into the sunset, brother. And then he stops on the side of a mountain. Yeah, that it shows a flower. It kind of it, it was. It's kind of like a like a. It's kind of like a commercial almost. Like you know, just going yeah, through all these sceneries yeah. and shit. <laughs> but that ends it, brother. Really odd. What a, what a great like animated movie. <clears throat> like, I think this this is like yeah, man. Fun. It was I cool. Loved it. I loved it. So. It was really cool. It looked really cool. The characters were yeah. designed really cool, which of course they were because Amado did it. But yeah, I mean, it was just it's it's awesome. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, um, me too. I'm glad you came up with the idea for this. Like it's our first anime. Yeah. I mean, hey man, I thought I was just thinking like you know Vampire Month, and I was just thinking like you know what, like I love Vampire Hunter D. You know when was this shit made? And I was like, fuck, 1985, perfect, perfect, you know I mean? perfect yep. to start off our Vampire Month here on the Retro Blood, everybody. Uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Um, like I said, maybe later on we might revisit the uh, the animated stuff on here on the Retro Blood. Uh, but yeah. I mean, starting off Vampire Month, pretty pretty fun over here. Mm-hmm. But we do have a jam-packed month for you guys on the Retro Blood. Um, we got up next. We are continuing this vampire train over here, brother. You know, what I mean, yeah, we don't vampire train. We don't stop, brother. We're kind of like the uh, we're kind of like the chocolates in your chocolate box. You know, you never know what you're gonna get. You like that? That's some forest. Except guns. we're gonna tell you. Except we're gonna tell you. Yeah. Right now, what you're gonna get. Next week on the Retro Blood, we're gonna do the Hunger. The Hunger, yes, classic movie that I'd kind of forgotten about until you brought it up again. Yes, and I don't think I've ever That's seen David it. Bowie in it. Shit, David Bowie. Oh fuck, bro, no way. Yeah, David Bowie's in it, and uh, yeah, and I think Bauhaus, the band, is in it as well. Whoa, this is gonna be a wild one. David Bowie and Bauhaus. there you go. This is gonna be a fun month. I can feel it already. It's going to be a fun one. I like it so far. So, everybody. But, yeah. Um, glad you guys can join us. Vampire Hunter D. Uh, you know, check it out. Us on the uh, the Facebook. You know, we had the Facebook uh, 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 group page. We had the Facebook uh, regular page. Uh, we got the Instagram account on there. YouTube channel. Go show some love over there. Comment, you know. Uh, tell us if you love the vampire energy. If you don't, we don't. You know, just let us know what you what you all like. Um, you yeah. know, rate us on everything too. 
Uh, thank you for everybody who has already have rated us before, gave us five stars. We super appreciate yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, give us those five star reviews. Yeah, we love it. Go on there, go on the Apple stuff. You know, tell your friends if they all like '80s horror. We like to try to have a good time over here. Um, if you ever want to email me, any suggestions, any questions, or everything, retroblood69 at Gmail. I'll read your question on here. Or if you have any review ideas, you know, because I know there's a lot of movies that maybe we don't even know about. You know, just let us know on right. here on the Retro Blood. So, but Allison, I say we get out of here with some wake up. All right. Wait, wait no, it was makeup. No, makeup. Makeup, brother. We got to wake up the makeup. All right. Here on wake the Retro up, Blood. Wake up the makeup. Right. What's the name of our song again? It's going to be Kill the Night, brother, because you Kill know our boy, you know our it. boy D, he was out there. You know, when he saw that neck, he's like, oh, man, I can kill this knight or I can walk off this screen like fucking John Wayne, some gothic western neo-goth John Wayne on here. I think I'll do that, brother. But everybody, join us here next week for The Hunger, and we'll give you the full list of what we're doing next week here on The Retro Blood as well when it comes to more vampire films. But check us out, all the podcasts, like we said. Rate us on there. And we will see you here next time for The Hunger. J. Austin, James Klein, see y'all later. See you guys.